A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush Monday. I've got Noel virtually in front of me. You know, Chuck, I can't see your face, man. You're just a weird oh, little shit, amorphous dude. square. There you are. Well, hey. Why didn't he say something, I just, man? I just, I, I, it was one of those things, again, where I was looking at my face, and I thought it was your face. You got to stop that. I, I, I Look, I can't help that we have a similar shaped melon, bro. <laughs> uh, behind me. On a couch in the basement, I have my daughter. Oh, because what's uh, she up to over there? What's keeping her busy that she's not going to come crawling under the table there? Well, she, you know, we hate to do it, but she's on the iPad with some headphones. Nice. It's just we're doing what we got to do. Noel, I got we got the we got a lockdown. What's, Emily's at her job. What's and her iPad jam? Uh, you know, we got lots of little kid apps, learning apps, nice. and some uh, YouTube for kids mm-hmm, and. Mm-hmm. So she does games and she watches some stuff and, you know, it's just tough these days. You can't say, hey, Ruby, I'm going downstairs for an hour and a half. Yes. You just entertain yourself. Please don't set yourself on fire. (laughs) So uh, she's down Uh, there and she's she's great. She's She's a sweetheart. Everyone loves her on the Crushers page, by the way. (laughs) They they live for her cameos, as do I. It's been a minute. So, um the irony here is she's not going to come over t- today, Noel. You don't think so? No, she's glued to that fucking screen. She's man. all iPadded up. I hear you, man. Yeah. Oh, dude, I am armed with some discussion today, my friend, but I'm just going to I'm gonna wait till the time is right to unleash it. Well, what the fuck? How can you say that? Okay. What does that mean? Okay, Chuck. Oh, well, I mean, I, I, armed I, with discussion. What do you, you want to talk about? I didn't about? know if you were going to do like a stream this section, but I just wanted to sing the praises. Oh, well, I am. Well, then I'm going to wait. Okay. In fact, it's funny that you mentioned that, Noel. There, there's going to be even a more robust stream this than usual because uh, time is so short. I feel bad. I'm not able to put as much time into writing fun stuff for the show. So I'm cribbing a lot from uh, the Movie Crushers page on these next two. Yeah. And one of them is a sort of more robust stream this where everyone is giving their recommendations, which is kind of fun. But uh, we're going to start, though, Noel, with a little catch up. Mm. Uh, I think everyone wants to know you're live, clearly. Uh, you were not killed by oh, your yeah. mystery date. No, no. It was she good. is not here wearing your face. No, no. <laughs> that was last night, actually. It's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, uh, did yeah. you want to talk about it? Yeah, sure. It was great. Um, we had, you know, chatted online a few times. Um, 
uh, or, or sorry, you know, FaceTimed or whatever, had sure. like core dates and really hit it off and um, both were comfortable enough with each other's levels of core that she decided we agreed she'd come over and I made dinner and uh, what'd you make? I made, I made like a, I do a Thai coconut curry chicken situation with um, okay. you know, coconut milk and curry paste mm-hmm. and, and kefir lime leaves, the whole nine. And yeah, it was great. She really enjoyed it. Um, we had a really lovely time. Did I tell you what her name is? Well, yeah, that was the whole gag. Oh, okay. was that yeah, that's she, right. She's trying to take over your life. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. She did not do that thing. Um, she did not do that thing. She's a very lovely person, and uh, I think we shall probably meet again. Good. Well, I don't want to ask you to kiss and tell, certainly, but did you make love? <laughs> oh, Chuck. Did you make sweet love? Um, I, I am a gentleman, and I, will, I cannot reveal such uh, details. No. No, we did not, Chuck. We well, had we had date. filthy nasty sex. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Is there any other kind? Uh, I, there's there's making tender love. Yeah. Oh, see, I grew up uh, Southern Baptist, so it was all described to me as filthy and nasty. They didn't call it and making not something whoopee. You should ever do. <laughs> yeah, totally. Remember making whoopee? Where'd that come from? Oh, that was a very seventies thing. Was that a seventies thing? I, I thought it was like a fifties thing. Oh, well, no, you go, you're been, probably right. I'm just saying it just sounds like a I heard it a lot in the 70s on like game shows. That was sort of the go to mm-hmm. on game shows. When you wanted to say that, you would say making whoopee. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, Noel, I have another update. Oh, boy. It's very curious. So I was hanging out with my friend and uh, I'm going to do a lot of this nameless because I don't want to like get anyone in trouble or anything for spilling secrets. But uh, I have a friend that works, you know, many friends that work in the film industry, as do you. But uh, one of them, uh, I was doing a Zoom with the other day with some old pals, and he said that he's going back to work on a movie in August. And I was like, really? And how are they doing that? And here's what they're doing. And I I thought everyone would find this fairly interesting because, you know, Hollywood's trying to work this out like best practices. Uh, And this is a big, big movie with a big, big movie star. Uh, And they are quarantining, essentially, and bubbling the entire cast and crew for three months. Uh, so it's essentially like being on location in your own town. You have to stay at this hotel. You have to get all meals brought to you, uh, three meals a day. You're getting paid for seven days a week, which is cool. Uh, obviously they got to do that, you know, even though they're only working, I guess, I don't know if they're doing sixes or if it's a five day week, probably Hmm. sixes with one day down, but you know, they're, they're quarantining. Everyone is. The entire cast and crew has to stay there and can't leave at all. This is what except, we talked about. This was our theory, right? Yeah. And they're being shuttled, you know, to and from work. And they're obviously going to still get temperature checks. And uh, I'm not oh. sure about regular testing. But the idea is, uh, like what you were describing, is just bubble everyone up. And, uh, you know, he lives here in town with his wife and he won't be able to see her. He'll be miles from her and won't be able to see her for three months, as will... You know, many, many people will be away from their families, which uh, he has mixed feelings. He's he's he needs the work, obviously. Sure. And seven day pay is good, but it kind of stinks. And the big, big star in this movie is a big, big jerk. He's worked with him before and he's not looking forward to it. So what's that quarantine situation like? Obviously, there's like premium quarantine for the big, big star, right? Well, I will say this. Uh, I don't want to give it all away, but this big, big star uh, is not, I don't think, going to be quarantining in the hotel because they work so much in Atlanta that they bought a, a big place here in Atlanta. Mm. So, And they get what they want. So yeah. this, he doesn't like working with this person because they... Uh, there's what I found Noel on cruise with, uh, big movie stars is there's three ways it can go. They can be really friendly to the cast and crew. Uh, they can be friendly to the crew, but not treat their crew well at the same time. Mm -hmm. So like, those are two different things. I hope everyone understands that they can be, they don't have to be some big raving jerk, uh, to be not friendly to the crew. You know what I'm saying? Like not friendly to the crew means you, it's all about you. You keep people waiting. Um, and that's what this person does. They show up when they want. They leave when they want to the point where another friend was working with this person on a movie last year with another really, really big co-star, uh, a woman. And that big co-star, an actor, said, I'm I'm not going to come anymore unless he starts showing up on time because he's leaving everybody waiting. Mm-hmm. Like other A-list actors. 
Yeah. Because he's, he's calling the shots, you that's know? That's rough. That's just not a good look. I don't oh, know, man. Shitty. Yeah, I, you know, I, I just... I would hope that no matter what level of like success or fame that I, I ever reached, I'm I'm assuming that I have peaked, Chuck. But yeah, you, you uh, well, you peaked a little while ago. No, you're on the downslope. Oh damn it, Chuck! Don't say that. Come on. When you started Mini Crush. You started the downslope. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> I would hope that when I attain my next stage of fame and stardom, that I will not let it like ruin me. You know, I mean, it's something yeah. you have to kind of actively do too. You have to kind of like keep yourself from becoming a monster. <laughs> And if you have just handlers and yes people that just like prop yeah. you up every step of the way, you're going to become a piece of shit unless you are just a really glowingly wonderful person to start with. And you're just somehow immune to all that. So it's a slippery slope, man. Well, I mean, I got to say, you know, I, I made my way up as a PA. And then when we did the Stuff You Should Know TV show, Josh and I were the and this isn't bragging, but it's just the facts of the matter we were the two most important people on the set because we were the dudes from stuff you should know. And even on that tiny little show with a tiny little budget on that tiny little network, it, the treatment is different and people are trying to do everything that you want. Mm. And it's a weird situation to all of a sudden be in. Mm. And, uh, you know, we were super cool because we were just, you know, we loved all the crew and we didn't want to, we wanted to be good guys and make everything happen. But I can see how these people sort of get a little power mad and are just like, I'll be there when I want to be there. I mean, it sucks, but yeah, that's why it happens. Like I said, though, my theory is you already have to have that monster somewhere inside you, though. You know what I mean? Oh, I agree. Totally. <laughs> it's yeah, just like people sure. that become jerks when they are drunk. They're already uh-huh. kind of jerks. <laughs> Yeah. Like I when I get drunk, I get really bubbly and goofy and just like, you know, tell Yeah, you know, are both us smiley jokes. smiley friendly guys. And I know people drunk. that get dark <laughs> and sinister yeah. and it's like, whoa, you know, and like that those people have that thing within them already. So um, No, for sure. Yeah. It's uh yeah. And this person, this this big movie star had a previous career where they were very, very successful and, you know, kind of came into movies already with that kind of pull i think oh man you're really narrowing it down chuck for the <laughs> for the home sleuths the home movie sleuths owns a big place in atlanta works here a lot Ugh. possibly a an athlete chuck an athlete well, uh, let's know. just leave it there but I, I gotta say though anyone anyone who leaves people waiting and costs people money i agree and puts people out it's just like tom cruise did that on the uh, mission impossible movie emily worked on for the the Moab shoot, she told the story where it was the stuff where he was mountain climbing or whatever. Right. You know, he's just he's he's just waiting. He's in his trailer getting whatever the heck he wants to get done done, and everyone's standing around in the hot sun for hours and hours and hours. That's even worse when there's like a nasty climate situation to contend with. You think you want to get in and out, just get it done. Think of, think, be, think of others. That's all I say. I think that's what my yeah. mother taught me. Think of others. You should always be thinking of others. Yeah. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Noel, so we're going to move on to real content. And uh, I also want to say, if, if there's anyone out there that works for Facebook, tell them I'm about to quit it because uh, have you seen the new Facebook? Yeah, they, they streamlined it, Chuck. You don't like the new streamlined look? Oh, are you on the new Facebook? I guess. I don't know. I I, I, I clicked a button and it changed a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you clicked what button? There was some button where it like... That said, would you like to see the new Facebook? I can't remember. Now Now it looks kind of the same to me. What What do you not like about well, it? Well, I mean, the new Facebook is vastly different, so you would know if you were on it. It's oh. a complete redesign. And I accidentally clicked to try it. Yeah, that's what, I, that's and, what I thought happened to me too, but now it looks normal again. Well, I, I can't go back to normal. They And I read... Uh, a very small number, they said, overall people, they are not allowing to go back. And I'm one of them. Damn. And I hate the new one. Damn. And it looks awful, and it's not intuitive. It looks like shit. Mm. And so if anyone works for Facebook, tell them that I might pull all of our social medias away from Facebook because I hate it so much, and they won't let me switch back. Well, Chuck, you, you're kind of... take my ball you, and go home. You, you kind of lighten up uh, Instagram these days, so maybe it's time to switch to that, although it's a little harder to do polls and stuff. Although you could, you can do it on... You know, ah, 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 ah Chuck, I'll tell you, you got to get into the stories now. Stories, you can do polls with yes oh, really? or no questions or with multiple answers. You can make them, and then people, oh. you know, answer, and you only you see the answers, and they expire automatically after 24 hours. So you wouldn't even oh. have to go and delete them like you do with... Interesting. The movie stuff. Um, this is something that mm. might be worth experimenting. Not that Facebook right. doesn't also own Instagram, but it's a far superior platform as far as I'm concerned. I know, but I would love just as a show of, uh, uh, you know, anti-support. <laughs> I would love to pull our shit from yep. Facebook because I'm just can't believe they're just like, no, sorry, can't switch back because you accidentally hit a button. And it looks like crap. I remember seeing it and being like, ew, did not ask for this. And I, I, I don't no. know. I guess I lucked out. Maybe I didn't commit because I, I, it looks like the old way to me. I use Facebook so infrequently, really just for this show and for like some of the Facebook groups that we have for stuff that I want you to know in, in ridiculous history. Um, yeah. Speaking of Zuckerberg, which we kind of are uh, uh, tangentially, um, did sure. you see that amazing photo of him surfing in Hawaii with his face no. just slathered in like sunscreen? <laughs> he, he looks like... Oh my! He he looks like he's wearing a creepy face mask, like Hannibal Lecter or something. I'm looking Zuckerberg surfing. Uh oh my gosh! Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. It's pretty. There's all kinds of memes with the Joker. I made a few. Yeah, I made one with. uh, Remember the Joker's girlfriend in Batman, the the first Batman, when you know she she gets burned with acid or something, I guess, and and then she wears that creepy like you know Harlequin mask. I made a meme where it was like a split screen of Zuckerberg on the left and and the Harlequin mask. Uh, Boy, he's really taken his. uh, 
His son, uh, seriously. He really I mean, is. should. He's all zinked up. Goodness I, me. I made another one that said, everyone, uh, colon, could Mark Zuckerberg get any more white? And then Mark Zuckerberg, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I was proud of it. That was a good no. I like it. Uh, all right. So we're going to start off with, uh, this is a lot of Crusher stuff from the movie Crusher's page. This is from uh, one of our oldest friends, Austin Debsky, posted uh, a really cool question. What artifact would you like to see Indiana Jones seek and uncover next? Noel, you got an artifact? What an artifact? Uh, did he already do the crystal skull? Oh, come on. <laughs> How about the shrine of the silver monkey? I've never heard of that. It's a, there was it was a, it was a game show on uh, on Nickelodeon called Legends of the Hidden Temple, and at the end you had to like go into the temple, and there was always like the shrine of the silver monkey. <laughs> That's pretty good. Now I got to say some of these are jokes, but I'm going to read those because they're kind of funny. Uh, Lee Lastovica says a COVID vaccine. That's pretty good. Uh, John Colton says Indiana Jones colon the search for a viable third party candidate. <laughs> Oh, these are good. Uh, David Mills wants him to go after Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, Sylvia Sanchez wants him to go after her waistline. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these are funny. Ooh, this is a good one. Joe Gathercole, one of our old friends, says the Fountain of Youth. I think that was a rumor for one of the before Crystal Skulls came out that it was going to be the Fountain of Youth. I think that would, uh, yeah, that, that's a pretty big one. That'd be cool. And what's the deal? So here in Atlanta, you know, on the street where our office is, Ponce de Leon, you know, who is the, you know, the discoverer, I guess, of theoretically the Fountain of Youth. Wasn't there some discussion that there was a mini Fountain of Youth, like where our building is or something? Or like there was a... Oh, I don't know. Okay. Then that's... Where the where Ponce City Market yeah, is? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That rings a bell, Noel. Look that up. Get on that. I'm going right. to read off some more of these. Uh, Jeremy Barney says, The Bong of Destiny. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Colin Heffernan says, Excalibur. No. Oh. I guess that would dovetail nicely with uh, the Sean Connery one. Because wasn't that the... Uh, what were they looking for? That chalice? Yeah, that's the... Ch- yeah, the Jesus' juice, ju- Jesus's juice cup. Is who described <laughs> who described it as that the sippy cup? Yeah, yeah the the holy the grail. Yeah, Excalibur. That would that would be cool. I like it. Uh, yeah, someone else said uh, old, our friend with the backwards name Culver Matthews says Excalibur as well. Didn't he throw? Uh, did, it? Didn't it get thrown into the lake or something? The Lady of the Lake held it aloft and all that stuff. Yeah, but first he had pulled it out of the stone and then it ended up in a lake. I'm confused. Well, young Arthur pulled it from the stone. But how did it end up in the lake? I don't remember. It was thrown into the lake at some point. I got to brush up on that. It's been a while. You ever seen the movie Excalibur? Yeah, it's cool. It's, that's uh, is it John Borman, right? I think so. Yeah, it's a great it's, movie. It's a very epic, uh, epic film. I agree. Epic cast. I, I totally agree. Uh, do you have the the news there on the? I'm trying to find it. Let me type in it. I, I'm being. I'm not, I need to broaden or narrow my search. Okay. Here we go. Keep it going. Uh, Kurt Klug says the tomb of Genghis Khan. That would be interesting. Uh, Kenneth Hannon says the dildo of Mussolini. <laughs> All right. John Tharp says the Trump pee-pee tapes. <laughs> Most of these are very funny. I like this. Uh, that's oh, fa- that's fake news, Chuck. There's no pee-pee I'm, tapes. <laughs> I'm not going to even read this one. Oh, wow. I'm, blu- I'm blushing. Goodness. Uh, Richard C. Anderson says Poseidon's Trident. Uh, another vote for Excalibur from Owen Terwilliger, one of our old pals. Uh, Eric Lugo says Democracy. hey another, another vote for Jimmy Hoffa from Janet James Allman. All right. Those are all pretty good. I think I read most of those, Noel. So there's a book called Atlanta's Ponce de Leon Avenue, A History um, hmm. no, it's more just about like the gentrification of the area and stuff. It's not really about, I don't know, Chuck, this is, I might be barking up the wrong tree here. Yeah. It mm-hmm. sounds like it. Quit barking, Noel. Uh, I showed Emily this funny meme. Uh, Sandra Jane Betts shared this on the Crusher's page as Yoda laying there dead. 
says, now that I have children, I really understand the scene in Return of the Jedi where Yoda is so tired of answering Luke's questions, he just up and dies. <laughs> Get a lot of questions as a parent, Noel. What are what can do? Can you think of so you're you're at a good question age. I don't get questions anymore. I get just back talk, which isn't the same yeah. as questions. Can when you, does that segue? Can you think of a good one? Can you think of like give me a good Ruby question that's been like oh, a, a, a real noodle scratcher for you, or one that was very illuminating of the human condition, perhaps? Oh, I mean, I can't think of a specific one because I get I get a hundred questions before noon every day. You know. There's a lot of questions. It's true. When you're that age. It's great. It's inquisitive. It is. And I always try to give, I try my best to give good answers. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to give pat answers or brush it to the side. Uh, like I think can happen sometimes with kids. We, we treat her not like an adult, but uh, we, we try to speak to her like an adult. You know, I tell her to get fucked twice a day. Whoa. <laughs> Hey, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Hey, you got to say get bent. That's much more child appropriate. Did, did I tell you what my kid does to me when I swear? She says, Dad, did you just say a potty word? And she's totally <laughs> fucking with me. She doesn't uh -huh. really care, but she l knows that it drives me nuts. And so she's always like, was that a potty word, Dad? How can you use such violent language? Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've, I'm on record as uh, being not bothered by words. Totally. We we have cursed sort of uh, just casually around her so much. I don't think she knows it's a thing. Maybe that's the way to go. I think so, too, because the real allure of it is when it's like, you yeah, know, verboten. the forbidden fruit or whatever, you know? Yeah. I agree it's completely. Fruit. I agree. And like I said, my kid... She she finds it to be off putting. Like she doesn't. She wouldn't do it, um, right? Because she's think, so yeah. used to hearing it, and she actually thinks it's not cool. Um, because she's some of the people that the kids that she knows that do it. They do it like for shock value, and she yeah, ain't got sure. no time for that. She's no, like, no. you know, that's great. Yeah, she'll she'll get there one day. That's a great age when they think cursing is bad. Yeah, and. and uh, She'll make that transition as well. And it's I, all about transition. And, and I always say, you know what? You know, here's the thing: swearing is fun. It's all. It's like a spice. You got to like throw it in there, you know. And in the and it's got to be in balance. You know, the force has yeah. to be in balance. Well, I've got a complete potty mouth. I'm the worst. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't mind though. I know worse. All right, we're gonna move on, Noel. Uh, I promised a more robust, uh, robust stream this because one of our uh, one of our oldest of friends, uh, Yvonne Baudet said, all right, Crushers, let's do a stream this. And this, uh, everyone should go check this out because I know people are always looking for good recommendations for TV and movies and stuff. And this is a good long list. And I'll start mine out and then I'll throw to you and then we'll go to the list. Uh, I finished what we do in the shadows a couple of nights ago. Uh, finished season two. Great. Great episode. And great just two seasons. It's just the best. It's amazing. I need to get back we, into we, it. I only watched a few episodes, but it's a it's a it's a delight. Oh man, it's just the best. Uh, and then I've been watching by myself late at night this uh, survival challenge show that is on Netflix now. But I think it started out on History Channel, uh, and like Netflix grabbed it. It's called Alone. Uh, and, yeah. uh, is that like Naked and Afraid? It? Well, big, except it's good and way more legit. It. It's like these are real survival experts. Um, who have are all dropped off in, you know, at varying different places at the, at the same place. And mm. this, the season I'm watching is the Arctic up in Canada. Oh shit. And they all know their shit, man. It's really good. It's not sensational or anything. It's, uh, you know, they're, they're legit. They're making snares, they're hunting, they're fishing, they're making their own everything. Uh, it looks pretty cinematic too, from the look of it. Like I saw a trailer and I almost thought it wasn't like a doc. Like it looked almost like a movie kind of, it was pretty cool. Uh, don't be fooled because it's all self shot. Um, oh, okay. All right. Like they give them camera gear. So they're truly alone out there. I got it. And uh, you only know that you've won. Like you don't know what's going on with anyone else. Uh, Cause you're not with each other. So you only know you've won when they show up and uh, with a family member, I think, and tell you you've won. Uh, but it's interesting, man. I love this. I mean, I grew up camping and I'm really into the concept of survival and and making your own way in the woods. And uh, so I'm into it. I think it's a really, really cool show. If you're into I used to watch Survivor Man like religiously. 
uh, one of my favorite shows. Let me unpack Love this. Were guy. you saying I used to watch Survivor, man? No, Survivor Man. Oh, Survivor <laughs> Man. Okay. The name of the show. Was, I, I can't remember the guy's name now, which is remarkable for how much I watched. Uh, God, what was that guy's name? Uh, I can't remember. He was good, though. But alone, I highly recommend if you're into that kind of thing. I'm um, looking forward to the other seasons. I mean, you got to have a strong stomach, you know, if, if you can't handle seeing a, a moose get gutted or a, or a rabbit being degloved. Oh. That's that word, that you. word degloved gives me the, <laughs> gives me the creeps. The guy's the survivor man, his name is uh, Les Stroud. Yeah, Les Stroud. Yeah, that's right. He was good. Uh, never was into Bear Grylls. That was a little more sensational, I think, and not so real. But um, Alone is good. And then oh, the other night I watched uh, Shadow of a Doubt, an old Hitchcock movie. Uh, Emily and I are getting into watching. We got the Criterion channel uh, on our iTunes TV or whatever, our Apple TV. And I highly recommend it. If you anyone can swing the uh, whatever, six or seven bucks a month, Criterion Network is amazing. And I've just got a playlist now, watch list full of classic movies, foreign films, uh, little scene indies, nice. really good stuff. Um, well, to that point, Chuck, if I may, um, yes, is it may. really only six or seven bucks? Uh, I can't remember. I mean, I think at the most it's nine ninety five, okay. kind of like everything else. So I just got HBO Max, which is the shit. It's eleven bucks a um, okay, month. Okay, that's that's totally reasonable. HBO Max that has a whole section from Turner Classic Movies, and oh. it's like this amazing hodgepodge of like all these cool classics that I've always thought about but never seen, like Singing in oh. the Rain, things we've talked sure. about, like yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Footlight Parade, like a lot of these old Busby Berkeley musicals and stuff. Also, I watched Xanadu the other night. Um, oh man, just for <laughs> just for kicks. Uh, it's not good, but it's yeah. fucking great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like it's got um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gene Kelly is in it, and there's all these amazing yeah. dance sequences that I I always assumed it was just weird, like psychedelic roller derby shit. But it's more than that. It's also got like a lot of like you know twenties flapper kind of dance sequences, and like you know the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B kind of like military kind of like dance band kind of stuff, and Gene Kelly and uh, Olivia and John tap dancing together, and then also. Tons of 80s shit. Um, but yeah, the whole thing is just really good. Um, yeah. the, the, the selection is great. The, but the selection on HBO Max, they have all of the Studio Ghibli movies. So you can mm. watch, you know, everything Miyazaki ever did. Uh, they've got tons of cool stuff from Adult Swim. They've got lots of classic Looney Tunes. They've got obviously all the HBO stuff. There's a new show called I Will Destroy You that everyone is just screaming about that I'm excited mm. to watch, but if not yet, but um, really excited about that. I think I might cancel Netflix. Uh, and, oh, and just wow. go with HBO Max and maybe uh -huh. add on Criterion because I'm in a real headspace for watching all this, filling these gaps, Chuck, holes, yeah. if you will. Yeah, we're kind of there, too. Um, it was fun watching that Hitchcock movie the other night. It's supposedly Hitch's favorite movie of his own. Uh, and it was just it was fantastic. Joseph Cotton. Uh, it was it was really good stuff. Very noir. -y. And the central mystery is sort of revealed in act two and which makes a very interesting act three is all I will say really, really enjoyed it. And, and criterion is great too, because the way they curate even their page is really interesting. I think they group things into themes. They'll be like directed by or, uh, female directors or, uh, black lives matter section. Uh, they just have a lot of creative ways that they curate their page. Aside from just like, here's all the movies in alphabetical order. Do you do it on Roku or what, what, what do you do it on? I, I do Apple TV. Apple TV. Okay. Because I'm an Amazon Fire TV user. Gotcha. Probably yeah. there's an app for it. Yeah, I'm sure there is. It's good stuff. I'm into Highly it. recommended. I'm looking at it now. And, and I was texting Casey last night, of course, and uh, he's, you know, that's his lifeblood. He's all over Criterion mm -hmm. Channel. Mm-hmm. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. 
I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, all right, so we're going to get going on this page with recommendations. Uh, we'll just buzz through a bunch of these. Uh, old friend Zach Pointer is watching The Runaways. Don't know that. Uh, our oldest of friends, the wonderful Stellan Carlson, says he's watching Parks and Rec for the millionth time. A lot of people are re-watching stuff, it seems like. Uh, Lena Carroll is watching Dr. Foster. Have never heard of that. Have you heard of these, Noel? The Runaways is a, isn't a movie about The Runaways? Like with, uh, I don't think so. Joan like Jett, Jett, Jett? stuff. No, there's a movie. No. There's a movie from 2010 called The Runaway. He must be talking about some kind of maybe new. Yeah, like, I think it's a TV show. sci-fi superhero thing. What was the What was the next one, Chuck? I'm sorry, I was. Uh, Doctor Foster. I don't know Doctor Foster. I don't either. Let's see. Uh, Don Lozano, one of our oldest pals, says uh, she's halfway through the morning show. And likes it way more than she thought she That's would. That's one of those Apple originals that I will probably never see because I just don't need another streaming subscription. Um, I've got too many. I've got that one too, Noel. It's got Steve Carell in it, I believe, right? And it's supposed to be good. I'm sure it's great. I don't know. They've obviously got a lot of money to throw at these shows, but I just, I, I don't have, I don't, I, I don't know. It's too much for me. Dr. Foster looks cool. Is it like a British? It looks, yeah, BBC One. It looks British. You can never go wrong with the BBC, Noel. The Beeb. Auntie Beeb. Now, have you watched Dark? I started to. Um, and it's very intriguing. Uh, it looks. It reminds. It makes me feel like it's going to go in a, like a lost kind of direction, like an unstuck uh-huh. in time, you know, alternate reality kind of situation. But I have not uh, finished it. But I know people are absolutely uh, nuts about it. I have not seen it. Rob Andrew was watching it, and uh, he says it may have jumped the shark partway through season three, in his opinion. Uh, all right, here's one. Uh, Terry uh, Kaleo, one of our old friends, says. Uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark and Perry Mason, both on HBO. I've heard that new Perry Mason is great. I watched the first episode. It's definitely 
got that vibe. It's very cool. The production design is. It reminds me of uh, Boardwalk Empire as far as like the real attention okay. to detail. But it's yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's like a noiry kind of like he's like this grizzled private detective, and it gets real raunchy too. Like there's a an Oliver Hardy type character that they're following, and he's like having sex with some like ingenue using like cake, like eating cake off of her naked body. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty filthy, but it's it's great. And uh, John Lithgow's in it, plays a lawyer, and he's always awesome oh yeah love with gal uh and then i'll be gone in the dark i think that's the one uh Patton oswald's uh wife that's who right. passed away yep. um the golden gosh, state what, killer yeah i want to see that um is that a movie or is it a, it's a doc oh it's a it's a documentary mm-hmm. series mm-hmm. oh man i definitely need to see that that was so sad michelle mcnamara uh yeah, I need to put that on the old list. Yeah, I mean, I think that her book wasn't finished when she passed, and her, a lot of her research assistants or some yeah. folks in the community uh, helped kind of finish it because she was the definitive. Yeah. I think her work led to the capture, or a lot of the information led to them un, un, you turning over some stones that led to the capture of this guy who was a former cop. Um, really interesting yeah. story. Most notorious rapist, uh, serial rapist um, in, in California. And, and murderer, obviously, of course, too. And what a great, uh, what a what a great thing to do to make, ensure her legacy, and that that finally came out. You know, mm-hmm. for such sure. a sad, sad situation. Uh, Trevor Halperin also says dark is great. Uh, Becca Lou, one of our old friends, says the Alienist season two. Uh, she loved the first season. She can't wait for this one. I think we saw one. See, I read that book when it came out many, many years ago, and loved it. And, uh, I, you know, the, the, do you know the premise? I have not even heard of this. Yeah. It was a book about, uh, it was historical fiction about the first serial killer in New York, uh, in the, geez, I don't even know what year it was. I guess it was sometime in the 19th century. And, um, it was, uh, really a great book. And I think I watched an episode of the season one and, and the pilot and liked it. And it was just, you know, how, how it is and all you got to really commit to a show these days and i did not commit to that show maybe i should have it's hard man because there's so many like there's even shows where i'm like oh this is great and for whatever reason not consciously i just drift away i don't come back i i I find something else some other shiny object that kind of pulls me off uh and then then sometimes I, i i go back and i'm delighted like i was that way with better call saul originally i watched a few episodes and i was like oh this is really cool but then something just, you know, distracted me and then took my attention away. And then when yeah, I, I thought you were all over that, well, I no? was, but that was on the second go round. That was like, uh, like I had to kind of come back to it and give it another shot again, but not because I didn't like it. It was just something, right. you know, the, 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 it wasn't in the stars, but then I, yeah, it became one of my favorite shows of all time. So sometimes I think you got to give, you know, it's, it's annoying to people say, Oh, you got to wait till the fifth episode. That's when it really gets good. And with yeah. everything that we've got, you know, vying for our attention, that's a hard know, sell. Like, that's a hard <laughs> sell, right? Like, give, give four hours to something. Yeah. Uh, well, what we do in the shadows has been perfect for us because we've got a lot of, uh, I don't want to get into all of it, but we got a lot of the heavy family stuff going on. In addition to a pandemic and my wife's business, uh, floundering because of the pandemic. So, We've got a lot of uh, a lot of fires burning, and so what we do in the shadows has been a, a, a welcome, welcome relief just to check out and what and laugh for a couple of hours every night. Been wonderful. That's awesome. Uh, let me see here, uh, Kristen Johnson. I haven't heard of this. Breeders is a British show on Hulu, darkly comic look at parenting with Martin Freeman and Daisy Haggard. Oh, I love Martin Freeman. Have you seen Umbrella Academy? I really liked it. Christina Mardson is, is big on that one. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a lot of great things. It's, I think there's a new season coming yeah, out. Oh, that'd be great. Um, it, yeah, I guess it was in production pre, pre, pre pandemic, which is awesome. Um, it's based on, it's really interesting. You may know this already, Chuck, uh, but it's based on a comic book series created by and written by Gerard Way, the singer of uh, the emo band, My Chemical Romance. 
Oh, um, I did not know and, that. And he has a real background in comics. He writes a lot for oh, this cool. other property called Doom Patrol. And back in the several years ago, when we were still doing video for How Stuff Works, we actually interviewed him at Comic Con in New York. Um, and he's really like a he's not just some vanity project for a rock star. Like he's into comics before he was in a band. Um, and it's a really fully formed. It's a little twee like the the show Umbrella Academy, uh-huh. but it's good, man. And it's very creative. It reminds me of like you know Watchmen a little bit and things like of that ilk. I'll have to check that out. I heard it's good. Uh, let me see. Melinda Bacaleo, our oldest of friends, says Letterkenny and what we do in the shadows. I've heard a lot of great things about Letterkenny, but did not get to it. It's very funny. A lot of good memes pulled from that one, just still frames. Oh, yeah. Um, there's actually an unfortunate one with one of the characters. They, they all, they're, they're like these Canadian rednecks, and there's one that's been used for a lot of racist memes, and, uh-huh. the, and the guy who plays him in the show has actually spoke out about it and said, hey, trolls, stop using my image for your racist memes, and kind of spoke out about you know how he supports the Black Lives Matter movement and all this stuff and wishes people uh, would stop. Because that's hard when you're like a public figure and you have a very distinct look and then it gets co-opted and used in a, in a way that you don't approve of. That's yeah. That's got to suck, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Oh, here's uh, Bonnie Jacques, who I have not seen before. So welcome, Bonnie. Uh, is also watching Alone from History Channel. Uh, she said some seasons available on Netflix, new season currently airing on TV. A great outdoor adventure, hard to stop watching. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, now, I haven't, I've heard of this show, I May Destroy You. Is that the one you were talking about? That's right. It's from Bri- uh, Brianna Rossi says to watch that. Do you, what's the prim? I think it's sort of like it's about sexual assault. Um, and please forgive my very loose overview, but it's about sort of like uh, working backwards to trace what happened on a night where uh, uh, someone was the main character, I believe, was assaulted. And there's like a lack of memory and it almost has this mm-hmm. detective vibe where it's like she's trying to figure out what happened. Um uh, oh, oh, wait, I'm looking at this now. I just read about this. Didn't you say you like chewing gum? Didn't you talk about that a while ago? No. You never. Okay, so chewing gum was a British television show that this woman and creator also had something to do with. And I believe there's a, a loose connection between chewing gum and this. But uh, John Cameron Mitchell is actually the one who, who, who I, I saw really singing its praises. And he compared it to like The Wire and The Sopranos, uh, which was interesting because I don't think it's particularly crimey, but uh, I don't know. I'm really intrigued and I've got to check it out. Yeah, this is, uh, I know what, what I read recently is um, the creator, uh, Michaela Cole is on the Forbes 30 under 30 was on that list. And she turned down a million dollar offer from Netflix. Yep. Because, did you read that? They wouldn't give her any back end, like at all, or well, not or, back end or own ownership. her IP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they would. Mm-hmm. They wanted, like, you know, as we know, every other company in the world wants to own the IP for everything. That's just the name of the game. That's the business. And she said she wanted five percent of her show that she created. And they said, uh, "Here, here was the uh, quote. There was just silence on the phone." And they said, it's not how we do things here. Nobody does that. It's not a big deal. And so she said, well, if it's not a big deal, then I'd really like to have that 5%. And uh, I think eventually she went down to 2%, then 1%, and then 0.5%. Jeez. And then I'm pretty sure she walked and said, get bent. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's 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 it is the name of the game, but I guess it HBO is. gave her a better deal. Yeah, it's disappointing. Ownership, man. It's it's uh, it's a, there's a lot of power in that. So good for her. That's what I say. I didn't realize and, she was so young. How old is she? I I don't know. You said thirty under thirty. Uh, oh, I, I well, mean, that may have been yeah, a couple of years ago. Thirty, but, but still, <laughs> I, I I assume that. She's still relatively close to 30. Uh, that's impressive. Well, I'll have to check that out. It looks great. All right, Noel, I think that wraps it up. Uh, you can check out that thread on the Crushers page if you want some good recs and some good back and forth on what people are watching. And uh, you got anything else? No. Well, really, really quickly, this, I mean, look, I don't want to totally go down a rabbit hole here, but have you ever heard of the record label Burger Records? 
No. They're kind of like a, a very influential tape label out of Fullerton, California. Like some of their biggest bands are bands like uh, the Growlers, which is kind of like a psychedelic. All of their stuff is kind of garagey and psychedelic. The Black Lips are uh, okay. the Atlanta band. The Black Lips are associated with them. Anyway, over the weekend, all of these crazy allegations of like them just creating this culture of like, you know, grooming underage girls for like sex with people in the bands and the label owners. And like, you know, they have a record store that's very popular among like teenagers in California, in Fullerton. And um, all of these allegations came out over the weekend. A Instagram called Lured by Burger Records was established. I joined it when it was like 4,000 strong in a couple of days it was up to 20,000. And today they just announced the label is closed down completely <laughs> so wow you know believe uh believe people when they tell these stories you know and it was like so many specific instances with different bands all across the culture that this label kind of created uh for many many years they were really influential and apparently just kind of had this culture that was sort of fundamentally part of the fabric of the scene and you know the label and uh power it's very powerful when people come out and are empowered to to share their stories and uh, yeah. it, it created real change because they're they're done well thankfully that is happening more and more Noel. Mm -hmm. use your voice people yep uh all right well i think it's a great way to end so thank you sir and uh we'll hit stop and then record again and do this all over again in a few minutes love it thanks for listening everyone bye be safe For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.